Coming up, publicist restructure, uh, Nielsen get into media planning and WPP's 2015 results. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack episode 15. On today's show, we're going to cover uh, Publicist Media's restructure, Nielsen buys a media planning tool, WPP's 2015 results, all coming up in ID.com's Media Snack, all in the time it takes to eat a sandwich. First up, Publicist Media announces their long-awaited restructure. So we heard from Maurice Levy at the end of last year that they were restructuring Publicist Group. Uh, Steve King has come to the market with an announcement detailing uh, what that means from a Publicist Media perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting news as well. So uh, their six global media brands are going to be consolidated into four. So their six media global brands are Starcom, MediaVest, Zenith, OptiMedia, Spark and Blue449. Yeah. Okay. They have now consolidated those only into four. Mm -hmm. uh, Starcom and Zenith will remain independent brands. Uh, MediaVest will be coupled up with Spark, and OptiMedia will be coupled up with 449, providing uh, a, a challenger solution to uh, to the kind of the network operations. Interesting. So a kind of a really interesting restructuring. Mm. Uh, nothing particularly revolutionary about it. But he's gone to market with something very, very clear. So that sounds rather familiar. Echoes of Group M with three global agencies and a challenger brand, no? Yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair observation. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think probably the difference with uh, this structure is that Steve has decided to underpin his four global networks with uh, seven global practices. Right. Okay. So uh, he's essentially retired Vivaki. Okay, mm. so the buying operations will all sort of sit within the, 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 the brands. five brands. Um, but underpinning these four brands will be uh, content, uh, technology, innovation, business development, uh, analytics. So hmm. these seven key principles will work across all four of the uh, all four of the media brands, which I think is a really kind of smart way of of managing all of their kind of talent in these key areas to drive, I suppose, expertise and excellence hmm. within the four uh, agency holding groups and across the different domains as well. Of and course, across the in four a more, different, I, I guess, integrated proposition. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. And he's also uh, restructuring his management team. So. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be three key regions. Uh, he's got Tim Jones looking after uh, the Americas. He's got uh, Ian Jacobs looking after EMEA. Yeah. And he's got Jerry Boyle looking after APAC. There are going to be uh, brand presidents or CEOs at an individual level, which has still got to come through. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, given that we had no news at all for so long, uh, the fact that he's gone to market with such a, a definitive and clear restructuring statement I think is hugely reassuring for A, their clients, mm. B, their agency personnel and, and I think C, the, the industry as a whole. Yeah, because he uh, made a very clear uh, statement of intent to his clients with uh, the, the letter that he's That's written right. um, outlining the uh, not just the restructure but the benefits of, of the integration of the new structure um, and really reinforcing 
three key values, I guess, which are um, all around trust, transparency, and, and talent. Yeah, um, and transformation. And transformation, um, underpinned by transformation and a, and a, a desire to, um, to use media uh, and integrate media across all of the suite of publicists' yeah. um, domains, if you like, including Sapient and, and, and their digital, digital agencies. Um, so the uh, the proof will be in the pudding, I guess. Well, that's right. So you know, no longer will we see uh, Starcom MediaVest Group, Zenith OptiMedia Group. Uh, those two key brands have have also been retired. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a real changing of the guard. Yeah. Um, but we knew that publicists needed to do something. Needed to have a quite a bold statement based on the challenges that they had last year. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how they get on with uh, this year and uh, with the new business pitches that I'm sure they will be eagerly anticipating. Yeah. So uh, we wish them good luck. Absolutely. So next up, uh, an interesting story you've been following about Nielsen, which is a traditional measurement company, uh, getting into the area of media planning. Absolutely. I think a really interesting development in the industry. Last week, um, Nielsen Company uh, announced the acquisition of a media planning platform. Now, traditionally, mm-hmm. uh, Nielsen, a global independent research agency, uh, that has a heritage of measuring market share for FMCG and grocery companies in its buy division, right. as well as measuring rating points mm-hmm. for um, you know for, for, for media um, in its watch division, yeah. have uh, made a very interesting foray into um, media planning and 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 evaluation. Okay. And so, what have they done? What's what's this what's this Point Logic uh, business that they bought? So, Point Logic is a um, is a media uh, planning and optimization platform, um, very much focused on uh, data and and, and digital uh, communications and media planning. Um, that is designed to uh, to plug into uh, other measurement sources to help brands optimize the allocation of their media investments. So so they already have the data, right? They've got yeah. the measurement data. And now they've got a pool, uh, a tool that allows them to use this data to optimize media plans. Absolutely. So they'll be taking Nielsen's feed of audience measurement and plugging uh, that into uh, you know real-time platform uh, to help um, advertisers plan the most efficient and effective campaigns that they can in, in, in executing their media budgets. And, and not only that, they will be um, able to evaluate and analyse the effectiveness in a much more seamless and integrated way. It's a fascinating development. And if I was an agency, I'd be worried, right? This, well, is, this, um, is, this is potentially stealing their lunch. Indeed, eating their lunch. And we're seeing the, the boundaries continually blurred in, in these, these areas now. You know, we've seen... Uh, other examples recently of Deloitte entering the programmatic media space. Right. We have Accenture uh, with its own digital creative and content capabilities. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, the conventional global marketing conglomerates are uh, increasingly under threat by, by historically um, uh, competitors that uh, were, were not competitors. Yeah, but I, I, as a client, I, I'd love that. I think that's 
that's brilliant competition. Um, uh, businesses that have an expertise in a certain area, using that expertise to provide them with a point of difference when it comes to uh, media planning, media strategy, and in some cases, media execution. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's a good thing for the industry. It does, however, rely on clients having a greater knowledge to be able to make more informed decisions. Mm. Um, but uh, whilst it might trouble some of the traditional agencies, I think it can only be a good thing for the industry. Agree. So finally, something we've been watching really closely, uh, which are WPP's annual 2015 financial results. That's right. So um, uh, last week we talked about Havas announcing their you know, very healthy uh, annual results. This year, Martin Sorrell and his team shared their 2015 results. And equally impressive they were too. So uh, global uh, revenues were up 6% to a massive £12 billion. Now just to, just to put a little bit of context to that, we, we talked last week about Havas and, and their uh, revenue figures had increased by 17-18% year on year mm -hmm. to a total of £1.7 billion. Uh, WPP have announced £12 billion worth of uh, of, of, of revenue figures. So an enormous achievement. And, and in the UK, their figures were up 8% to 1.7. So the same figure as, as Havas have in terms of a, a global perspective. This is five years on the trot that WPP have announced record results. So, um, you know, I mean, Sir Martin Sorrell and, and the team down there must be incredibly pleased with the situation. Absolutely. And when we look into the results in a little bit more detail at a regional level, we have the US, um, the engine room of, of WPP. Yeah. Uh, I think 37% of their global revenue, but up 7% to 4.5 billion pounds revenue. Wow. Um, uh, with a 10% surge in revenue growth in Q4 alone. And perhaps that was down to some of the, the, the conclusions of the Media Palooza review. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, Q4, which is generally a relatively uh, uh, cautious quarter mm. for most businesses, mm -hmm. has, for WPP, seemed to have had a, an impressive, impressive result. Absolutely. And you know what also is impressive? It's the performance of... WPP's uh, Advertising and Media Investment Management Division. Right. Okay. Essentially the Media Planning and Buying Department. So Group M. Group M. Right. Uh, with some astonishingly healthy figures, buoyant figures, up 8.4% to 5.5 billion pounds. Wow. Out of the 12 billion. So um, that's 45% of all of WPP revenue coming out of uh, media buying. That's amazing. Yeah, and then uh, you know, contributing nearly 50% of operating profit, about 800, 800 million pounds of operating profit out of the 1.77 billion That's coming amazing. out of media investment management. So um, a very bullish performance from, uh, from, from the company. So a business that is 30 years old last year has uh, um, issued five consecutive years of record-breaking reviews. You'd think that Martin Sorrell would be incredibly bullish about the future, right? But yeah. he, he has an air of caution about him. Yeah, funnily, he uh, said that we should be cautious uh, uh, 
from having uh, a Don Draperish optimism about the, what, what did he the mean performance going forward. Well, I think he's really referring to the fact that with a subdued global economy, yeah. with certain markets and emerging markets showing uh, stagnant growth. China slowing down. China sh- slowing down, Brazil slowing down, uh, stagnant GDP growth. We have pressure on consumer price inflation. Um, and this is all uh, having an effect on companies' purchasing power, yeah. meaning that in order to generate any sort of business growth, revenue growth, uh, one of the only last remaining levers is to continue to cut cost. Right. Okay. And this is having um, a, a, a suppressing influence on marketing budgets yeah. against, of course, a backdrop of uh, brands where CMO tenure is two years, so very much a short-term mm. um, perspective on driving marketing performance. So they're chasing, they're chasing savings. Chasing savings and ultimately uh, you know, continuing to put pressure on media price. So against the backdrop of lovely ambition to grow brands through marketing effectiveness, mm. I think what Martin Sorrell is ultimately saying is that there's still this pressure on uh, commoditized media buying industry. So he's being realistic, essentially. Yeah, I think that's true. And this is, you know, this is the, this remains the darling of the investment community. So uh, I think if if Martin Sorrell and WPP are airing caution, uh, you know, there would be a great deal of, of uh, you know legitimacy in in perhaps that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week. Have a good weekend. Thank you.